I'm saying is you <laughs> they still respect that whole creative trade down there and honestly it's I think you would do a lot better down there yeah. as much as I, I like I have you already know my love or hate thing for the city like I love it because I grew up here and you know in in the simplest ways it functions a lot better than any you know than a lot of other Canadian cities but it doesn't respect the artist. It doesn't love the artist. And, it, it, and the people that do make it here, honestly, yeah. Um, part of it is luck. Part of it is a lot of um, financing behind it. You know what I mean? And just to get that financing, yes. it's very difficult. It's financing. You know, so there's people behind it, or it's a group of people that come together to do one thing. And networking is a, a huge thing. I feel like people that make it here, be, be, uh, do so because they um, have, they already have a reputation. They already know people, or like you said, they have financing. Yeah, even the people that are good, uh, if they don't have the financing or people to back them, you know, they're gonna stretch themselves too thin, depending on what kind of field or you know medium that they're doing, right? So you would have you would have a bunch of people that you know have money behind them, or a group of people come together. Like that's another thing: getting people in this city to do something. On one hand, as we used to do, was easy in the beginning, right? Yeah. But then after a certain point, people get tired of doing things for free, and Toronto's known for. Um, asking people to do things for free. <laughs> Why is that a Toronto thing? It's a very Toronto thing. What you the know, fuck? I'll give you exposure. You know, I'll do this and I'll give you an exposure. This is because Toronto's like this cold money-making city where yeah, like, it's uh, financially opportunistic as hell. Like, oh, there's so many. There's such a populous place that you're not even worth it and anybody else can come up and do it and you're so desperate to get your work out there. I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> Yeah, because no. Because this portfolio, this job is, is is worth so much for your portfolio, and you should be thanking me for the free opportunity I'm giving you. It's exposure. They pay you it's, an exposure. It's and fucking, even exposure it's fucking shitty Toronto thing. It is. It is. It is. What the fuck? It, it, they're also Toronto is very well known to be uh, fiscally conservative. Well, Canada in general, their mindset is yeah. uh, fiscally conservative. True. That's true. That, that's so. Which is a, a good, good, well, a we, good and bad thing. Well, yeah. During what was it? During the 2008 thing, we can we survived that. Thing. Thing. like yeah, we barely budge yeah. because of that yeah but it also feeds downward towards towards the average person who doesn't want to spend money on art you know what i mean yeah who doesn't want to buy into anything and you know and the people that do i had this conversation with um with james right yeah he has a gallery and, he, and we're talking about the exact same thing and he's like well i'm i was like basically these people that used to buy art these wealthy people they're dying out and their kids don't give a shit about that because that, what do you mean like philanthropy yeah philanthropy yeah is philanthropy dying out in, in well, general I think because they they've seen other opportunities like now there's NFTs and all this fucking shit you don't have to invest in some artist in coming out of OCAD or you just like fucking get some weirdo from across the world that made an NFT you know yeah and just now you have the world you don't yeah. have to like foster shit in your community yeah you have a fucking global community yeah and which means which which means you have uh, endless options and no commitment. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you could just just fuck off. And if you own that NFT, you get royalties on on that NFT if you keep selling, right? Man, and I have a feeling NFTs is, is bad for the art community. <laughs> it's good and bad. It's good and bad. It's good and bad. It, yeah. the, it, the 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 smart contracts or the you know the crypto is good because like on one hand you can prove ownership of something, you know. I mean yeah but at the same time there's a lot of fuckery on there's a lot of fuckery yeah. too it's the hype the hype is still there meaning like yeah saying, the hype is there that's meaning good. like like some artist is hyped up even though they're shit they're hyped up because they're associated with that person it's like you know name of some famous basically person. it's like extended the hype to local to global, global. basically so yeah. like oh if you're in the city I'm like oh there's this gallery in the city it's like oh yeah it's like oh this artist and some, some of these pieces are, are like great you have to go see and the word spreads and everybody in the city goes see it well now what's it called NFT yeah. it's like that but on a global level yes that basically yeah. so everyone doesn't have to go to a, a gallery physic physically no. obviously they just 
Yeah, and the good thing about that is the artists seem to have more power than they did before, but right. the fuckery is still there. The same fuckery that was there before is there again. These hype, these hyped artists that are not always good, right, are gonna be you know the ones that are gonna be pushed up. Yeah, like my friend's friend. Say I'm some big guy, and I'm like I don't know how to make an NFT, but I'll get my friend who's a you know just an artist to make an NFT. I'll back him up, and I'm a famous person. That NFT sells like fucking crazy. And there we go. Yeah. Just the hype alone of people buying, you know, FOMO, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot more potential for fuckery. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like you, for example, like you have your obsession currently, or always since I've known you was, was cycling and bike. What? And I am not obsessed. My you're, obs- you're obsessed, <laughs> just like I am obsessed with certain things. You know. You know how obsessed I am? I have four Fondriest bikes. They're called Fondriest after the Italian 1988 world champion Maurizio Fondriest. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, he was a man of great detail and. And even before he retired, he started putting his name on bicycle frames because he had that interest. And once he retired, he went full on into Oh, he started making it. So in the beginning, yeah. it was just his bikes, like his personal bikes. Yeah. And then he made... He never made them, but he put his name in it ah. afterwards. Like a lot of uh, big names will put their name on it. Or they'll start a company, mm-hmm. but they're obviously, they're not like, they're not they're a, not the a ones frame who, builder. Yeah, they're not the ones actually building. Yeah, but, they but, but they're, they're going to be designing it. They're going to be, you know, they're, they're consulting. Name. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, yeah. they'll be part of, 100% part of it. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, so, anyways. Um, so, anyways, that was the 90s. And he, so he made very uh, detailed, specific, and high-quality uh, frames from the 90s. Uh, till today, I think a multicultural, uh, sorry, international company bought bought out his company in the 2000s. Uh, but they still make carbon frames today, modern carbon frames. And they're quite amazing and he's still involved in them anyways but back in the 90s the steel mm-hmm. and the height of steel technology um he was right there with all the special tubing and the different shapes and in the late 90s he got a famous italian designer to come partner with him on uh a project and and build, it was before carbon fiber yeah just before and build the next uh and build the next you know amazing uh bike frame for that year uh, bike model mm-hmm. uh, frame, and uh, so was, uh, and this sir, this designer was uh, Pedrotti, and um, <clears throat> so um, so Maurizio, so there's a Fondrist in around 96, 97, 1998, designed by Pedrotti. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible frame, and it was like at the it was a legend, legendary frame. So it's still then. frame back then. Yeah, and still today. And the, the late nineties was the height of Italian technology because after that, uh, aluminum came in, aluminum bikes that was lighter and uh, faster, yeah. less comfortable uh, to today's standards and steel standards, but fa- lighter and faster. Anyways, and then the carbon has all, was already being you know developed. Uh, yeah. stage and came up five ten years later. So it was uncomfortable about the right. aluminum ones though. Um, just as an alloy, it's not it's unforgiving. So steel can absorb and is pliable. Uh, carbon is not pliable. It's very it's the stiffest and, and therefore fastest, but mm. it also absorbs in a different way. And it's lighter than all of them. And it's also lighter than that's why a car today everything uh, if you want to race you want you want the top level it's going to be mostly it's going to be carbon, but anyways. Um, and aluminum is less uh, uh, popular. Steel is coming back because there's always it's always had its unique characteristics, where which was a suppleness. So mm-hmm. and feel it has a lot of feel to it. With carbon, some is carbon. Sometimes you don't feel compared to steel. It's a different. I'm talking about how how it, how you feel the road. Yeah, you feel, feel yeah you the, you feel everything. the material. Carbon neutralizes everything, mm. all, all the vibrations and whatever coming out, good and bad. Like you, you have information coming from uh, all the bumps on the road. Yeah. you can feel it, and that and that tells you what you're going over. If it's smooth, fast, t- tactile, yeah. this is information you're getting from steel. Uh, from just, Vibrations coming from the road. Yeah. So carbon will neutralize it, which is which is okay. Aluminum heightens it because it's it's wow. so tensile. I don't know. It's um, you know it's it's unforgiving is what you'd say. Anyways, but uh, a steel characteristic is that it's very supple and it just kind of glides over all these uh, bumps in the road. And it's a very it, it is the one of the most comfortable 
uh, material. Compared to the, this is carbon fiber, right? That's carbon fiber. Now also carbon it's depends bad. how you build it, uh, how you layer all the, the... Can you do a mix though? Uh, yeah, so with steel frames today, you'll get a carbon fork actually, because if the fork is a, is is a, a very well built part of the frame, because it, it takes the brunt of the yeah. of the force, it's in the front of the thing. Um, so um, uh, so therefore, steel forks are built uh, heavier than uh, the rest of the frame to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, it, if the fork was steel, it would it, steel forks are heavy. Yeah, they are like thirty percent of everything. So instead of a, they go with a carbon fork, carbon make it fork lighter, and steel body, and then steel body. Ah. So that's that's the ultimate. Um, anyways, and they're starting to do that in the late '90s too. That Pegrotti frame, uh, you'd see a lot of in the propels, and you'd see uh, carbon forks on steel frames uh, as early as back then. Anyways, back to Modito Fondrius. He had wonderful bikes. Pegrotti designed a bike for him in the late '90s, and it was one of the best uh, Italian, uh, sorry, best uh, steel frames ever made. Mm-hmm. Like if you just go back, oh, look in history. What are the best, you know, in uh, most, you know, influential steel frames that was one of them and it was available online I found a good deal on it and I was almost gonna buy it an original one or uh, yeah the original one that was in like good condition and it was my size so all these different factors lined up it was my size 54 centimeters by 54 top tube Um, it was you know obviously used Mm -hmm. but uh, not much and it was like not rusty it was like good condition not many scratches And um, I had some really cool dropouts, which are the points that uh, make contact with the the axle of the wheel. So you Mm -hmm. connect the wheel to the end of the frame, which is a little dropout, you call them. Uh, So I had some really cool dropouts, like high level, the same model you'd give to a professional. It was a really Mm -hmm. cool one. And I'm like, oh no, it comes in two colors. There's like blue with different uh, patterns and then yellow with like different patterns. So I mm. thought the yellow one's the prettiest. This was the blue one. I'm like, oh, you know, I think I want the yellow one. I don't need another frame. I have three other pointers. I have three other fondriests. I don't mm. need another frame. So I stopped myself. But now I'm like, I regret it because it's the perfect. I really should have liked those <laughs> two. I, I look up this shit like every few weeks just for fun to see what's out there like for sale. And I didn't see anything like this for two years. So uh, it was, Since then. No, uh, this this just came up like last week. Oh, you so you just said fuck it. For, so last week you're like I should get this, and then you're like eh, I shouldn't get this. Last week uh, it just came up for sale on auction on eBay for five days. Yeah. I'm like oh I should get this. I was considering it, looking around, and then the auction ended because I'm like no no, no I'm gonna let it end. I I, I can't get another foundryist. I have three foundryist frames. I have all other steel frames. Um, you know enough is enough. Um, and now I regret it because it was really a really special frame. And I know that I want to own one of these frames, a Pegarati designed for So the other ones you have is not Pegarati designed? No, it's a Fondress, but not Pegarati. Ah. I'm, uh, the, I have another Fondress I brought to Corsica, and it's amazing. It's so that's the one you smile. took? That's the one you took with you? Yeah, to Corsica. Yeah, I had it for a few years. I built it. Uh, to, uh, I built that to have a nice frame to travel with, mm-hmm. uh, but not too nice if I lose it, like in a plane or whatever. Uh, um, you know, for example, I wouldn't bring the carbon because if I lost that, that's like seven grand. Mm-hmm. Right? If I lost uh, that, that's like two grand. Uh, so anyway, so uh, so that's why. So I have a Fondrist. It's really lovely. It puts a smile on my face every time I ride. It's just a really joyful ride so i you know i'm i'm good i'm spoiled i don't need any other <laughs> bikes but i still regret and i'm still going to get that in the future when i find yeah. the next opportunity it might be two years because that shit doesn't come up often so point is i'm not obsessed okay <laughs> that's what got me on this tangent no listen we're all obsessed with certain things like there's this well you're, you're a camera person too there's this camera um that before the hype uh, took over, and it was a contact system, right? It was a point and shoot rangefinder contacts T2, right? And it was a couple, it was like at least over five years, seven, six, seven, five years around there, and it wasn't hyped up yet. Like it wasn't, and it wasn't. It was it was hyped up in terms of photographers. Yeah. But then once some model, basically, I think it was like one of the Kardashians bought it. Yeah, that's like a noisy. That's my espresso machine. My apologies. 
Okay. What is that, excess water? Uh, warming the cup up uh, so the espresso stays warm. See, that's another thing you're longer. obsessed with. You're, you're, you're really good at it. You're obsessed <laughs> with your coffee. And well, yeah. Like, a, me, it's just like, give me some nice grounds yeah. that is not like instant, and I'm good. You are like, no, I got to weigh this shit. If, you, if people could see this, it's essentially you're weighing the actual, what is it, the the holder? What, is, what would you say? Yeah, the portafilter. I got a little scale. I have my portafilter, which is the thing you just twist into the machine. The click-clack thing that I call the, the click-clack thing. It goes click, and then <laughs> inside is, the, is what you would call a puck of espresso grind that you tamped, you pushed in there. And uh, that's where the water comes through, pressurizes your puck. And uh, on the other side, you have your espresso that comes out. So, yeah, so you weigh that first, then you put your coffee in, and then you weigh it again? Yeah, so to make good <laughs> coffee, you need you need to know, you need to have a dose yeah. of dry grind, ground, dry yeah. grinds um, and going in, and you have your liquid coming out. So you need to measure the ratio of dry to liquid mm. when you make it. Um, for example, if you want a Luongo, you will like your espresso long. Well, long, it has a ratio of one to three. So mm. that's one, uh, one, one, part. one part dry, three part liquid. Mm. So there you go. So one of the dry part, you call it dose, basically. Okay. So that's why I'm weighing. So, I'm so weighing. it's always a dry first and then liquid. When you talk about the ratio, it's like one to whatever yeah. liquid. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. The smaller parts, the dry. You always have a ton of uh, liquid coming from that. Yeah. Uh, no balanced espresso would be one to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think it's called a ristretto, like in a uh, short. Some people like is that a one to one espresso would be one to one is extreme. One to one point five. What? Oh, so in a little of point five, yeah. Yeah, so one to one point five. So between one point seven and two point five is a is so a what? normal espresso. Between two point five and three point five would be a luongo. Mm. So yeah, that's there you, there you go. <laughs> now to keep it all consistent, yeah. you need to weigh it because if you have a different dose every time, if uh, the second your second attempt is fourteen point five grams and your first attempt was thirteen point seven grams, it's going to taste different. It makes a big difference. And mm. if you're trying to dial it down, you're trying to find out what's the best grind size, um, just to get that perfect. Uh, water flow uh, and cooking time. Basically, you're just cooking, mm-hmm. right? If you cut your carrots too small, if you cut your garlic too small, it's going to burn. Yeah. If you cut your garlic too big, uh, then it'll take really long to cook. Yeah. So that's a huge difference. That's oh, yeah. what you're doing. So with your grind, you need just the right size so you have your water flow and then you get that perfect flavor and crema or whatever. There's a craft to everything, I guess. And, well, coffee is famously silent scientific for some reason like baking mm-hmm. uh, what was that show I just remember uh, Breaking Bad oh yeah the math cooking math um, uh, so those guys were chemistry uh, yeah. masters and guess what there was a couple scenes where they were making coffee and you bet your ass they were making the best coffee in the fucking world well yeah they had the instruments they knew the they were, ratios yeah. they knew the compounds they knew Cause everything because they, they were coffee because uh, they were chemistry uh, yeah. madmen well one just gives you shitty coffee the other one could kill you well, yeah. both, well, meth can kill you in general, but, you know, you got to get some good meth. But, no, come okay. back to the whole thing. So That's a terrible sound of my grinder. That is a terrible sound. It's really, all, ground, all grinders are loud and uh, obnoxious. Well, it's got to be. You but, know. Uh, but this one is a home grinder, so it's less, you know. With eyes, mind you. It has googly uh, sticker eyes. Yeah, it has googly sticker, uh, sticker, sticker eyes on, uh, on the transparent head that holds the, the beans. So you know you have your you have your bean matter and you've got your googly eyes. Yeah. All right, I'm going for 14 grams. Let's get this show on the road. And then you have that, and you have the temp. So yeah, while you're doing that, so the thing is, I had there's that camera, the Contax T2, and before I got hyped up by that model. It was it was at least the maximum in the range of like 300 400 500 dollars, right? 
Yeah. Now, for the last, I think, uh, three, or three years or so, yeah, it's been in the range of from a thousand and up. What? And it's it's it's. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful. Uh, I think it's Japanese made with with a, I think with a German Zeiss lens. I think it's a German Zeiss lens. Yeah. Two point eight. So I think it was like a twenty eight mil. I think it was a twenty eight mil. Uh, two point eight. And for a rangefinder, two point eight is pretty beautiful. So yeah, two point eight is is a like, low number. It's a big uh, aperture. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was fast. It's portable. It, oh, so yeah. So I wanted to have it, but I regret not getting it because look at the price now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The price is disgusting for and something that just does you know regular point and shoot. Other cameras are far more optically better in every aspect yeah but the portability of that camera yeah was the real factor it was like titanium body you know um yeah that's ridiculous it is ridiculous so while the water is that's the noise of a little pump inside of the machine just creating this little Good pressure. I think this should be good. I'm going for 28 grams, so 14 in 20, 28 yeah. grams of pressure. Uh, I don't know, uh, yield. So I'm weighing what's coming out, so I know when to stop it. Is that more than one cup, though? Uh, it's, it's a double, it's a double shot. Oh, it's a double shot, yeah. so two shot. Okay, it's hard to time it because it's a lapse, it's about a one or two gram lapse uh, in the scale by the time the liquid fills it. it. So I'm going for is, it, is it the, because that machine's older, you don't have a timer? No, to no, no. It's just a scale because the the scale is is measuring real time. Ah, that's why it's just measuring real time. Oh, so you're stopping it when it, the right amount of water comes in. Comes. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm using the scale because I want I want I want to I want to get 28 grams out of here. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna gotta stop it in time because. And that's 28 grams with the water and the coffee. Uh, gram, 20, uh, yeah, water overall. to everything. Overall. Uh, yeah, the yield. Yeah. Is everything. Yeah. So there's soluble in there. If you want to, you want number is it's about eight to twelve percent coffee in there and the rest physical is matter that is physical still diluted into the part, actual particles yeah. actual, co actual coffee particles so eight to eleven percent is there a certain is there a certain bean like a certain coffee bean that you use more than others and um and the rest is water yeah um beans no you use any beans you want some um, most mostly that are made for espresso. Some they're good for espresso. Also drip. Um, you know, um, I prefer uh, lighter roast beans because you have more flavor of the coffee. Darker roast just kind of uh, burn. Also everything. roast in terms of how long it's been roasted. Pardon me. Is it how long it's roasted you're referring to? Like a lighter roast. Right, a lighter roast, darker roast. Doesn't refer to how much, how strong the coffee is. But how long it's been roasted? It refers to lightly or like. Right. It's like seed. It's like something that is like, you know, in terms of meat. I'm just using it in my mind. Meat is like very like rare compared to all the way to like full on charred or like fucking black. Yeah, exactly. You roast longer, it'll get darker. Mm. Uh, you you'll uh, so actually dark roasts have less caffeine in it. Light mm. roasts have more caffeine because you're not roasting. You're not you're not burning. You're not getting okay. rid of the caffeine. You're not roasting the caffeine out of the bean, so to speak. Okay. So that's one thing. Like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I like my coffee strong. Give me a dark coffee. I'm like, well, actually, dark coffees have uh, have less caffeine. So it's the assumption because it was assumption that yeah, yeah. it's darker that it's stronger. Well, actually, no. A lighter roast has is stronger. So it still has more of the organic plant matters, possibly the oils and whatever the hell. Right. Without it has, burning it out of the... Right. It has more flavor. Yeah. Now, a darker might taste stronger, but what you're tasting is just the caramelization in the roast, like mm. more... Yeah. So, so with dark roast, you have, generally speaking, chocolatey, smoky notes. Mm -hmm. With a lighter roast, you have many, many different uh, notes, more floral, uh, nuts, nutty, yeah. nutty, floral, depending yeah, on... Yeah, because it is, it is a bean, and it's, it's like green, like if you look sure, at... Sure, just like... Cocoa, like yeah, it comes it's like chocolate. Can. Yeah, like yeah. chocolate. Chocolate beans are like look gross, and yeah, it's like that's a nice puck. Yeah, that looks. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a uh, what's it called? Like um, a brownie. Yeah. yeah. See, this is a dark. This is a darker roast. You can smell it's more chocolate, more burnt. Yeah. Smoky. You can smell that. Yeah. No, like like I said, your that's your like everyone has their they want their specialty. Like for me, there's other aspects like. Um, I think cooking to a certain degree. 
Yeah, cooking, uh, photography. There's so much other things that like, like like you like for me coffee's like I understand I got better at it over years. And I didn't choose this. <laughs> I thought that making espresso was cool. Like oh you have a porta filter the thing you like tapping tamping your porta filter and then clicking into the machine pressing a button. I thought that shit was cool. That's yeah. why I wanted to ah. make espresso. And then once I got into it, I'm like oh what 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 people use scales? I don't need a scale, man. I'm just like you can eyeball I just, it. I just eyeball it. It's cool. And then guess what? Three months later, I'm like, fuck, I need to scale. And I was like, bought a scale. <laughs> and like, and like, and then like, uh, five months later, I'm like, what is this? Like, why isn't it like, why is it so hard to get to, to figure out the grind size to dial it in? Like, is it, is it core? Is it sour? Is it burnt? Is it like thin? Is it full ball? Sometimes it's confusing. You're getting different notes at the same time. Why is it so hard? And then I'm like, oh, it's because uh, my puck isn't well balanced. Mm. And like if one so area- the distribution of water will- distrib- Exactly, yeah. distribution of water. Because of the grind itself, like where you, you didn't tap it down, you didn't- It's because stuff. of the preparation mm-hmm. of the puck. So yeah. your tap has to be good, but sometimes that's not enough. So I'm like, oh shit, now I bought this, a stupid distributor. This costs a hundred and something fucking dollars. Jesus. And it's a weight and you just spin it and it just perfectly like an, like an ice rink. Yes. Perfect distribution. Look, yeah, I remember this thing. Yeah, yeah, that is perfectly weighted. It's at least like, what is this? Let's say over three pounds. Is it three pounds? Three pounds, four pounds? What is this? I mean, is it three or four pounds? I know, I do have a scale here, so yeah. So that one's um, smaller scales than it wouldn't. Yeah, I think it maxes out at like uh, two kilograms, which is like <laughs> five pounds, I think. I say it's three or two or something around that range. Let's see. Or yeah, two or three. Uh, oops, I just lost it. My scale automatically tears. Yeah, because it's 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 measuring. But wait a minute, measured the. Whatever. Yeah. So no, it's four hundred grams. So that's uh, one. That's one a pound or something. Yeah, that's one pound. Yeah, that's four. Yeah, one pound. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I was off by. Yeah. It, it feels it but feels it's, it's uh, heavier because it's it's dense. It's very dense. It's that's very why. dense. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, but it's yeah. Twenty pounds. That thing's beautiful. Yeah. So there it is. I didn't want to get into this shit. I like I don't need my own grinder. But like no, freshly grind is like makes a difference. Now I have a special grinder. I have like micro adjustments, so I can like micro adjust all this shit. I have like I have a one to one to thirty, a one to thirty notches mm-hmm. for macro adjustments, and in between every one of those adjustments, I can make another ten adjustments. A B C D E F G, H I, A to I. So I have about 120 adjustments I can make with this thing, micro. So, and that's for espresso. But at this point, you've you've narrowed after how many years now? You can narrow this thing down, or at least um, for the most. Yeah, part. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't use one to three. Uh, for so actually, espresso is generally used anywhere between like three to like eight. Yeah. Uh, after eight, it's too coarse. You could use that for drip. Um, Another cup of espresso is like. Yeah, and then like French press. What do you mean? Well, yeah, espresso. Uh, let's try it out. <laughs> it's the first one. So uh, actually, once the machine's nice and warm after the first one, it makes better ones. So a lot of times. Ah, uh, so you just like you make a couple and then you're like, ah, it's not ready yet. Okay. Uh, I know. I just I'm, I I I start with the second. I'll make oh, the first, second one. I start is with like... the second. The just one is enough to like get the machine. This is still good, but the second one will just be just up the like proper level. Uh, um. So it's like a car warming up or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but this is this is probably great. Here, you want it? I'll try it. Yeah, it smells nice. Then then I can see the difference. Yeah. All right. Wow. It's like it's like more sour than I expected. 
Right. So I'm still dialing it in. It might need. Uh, I might. Uh, I might need another gram of yield. Uh, here, let, let me taste it. Yeah, it's like uh, more acidic than than typical like like regular coffee that you drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a little, little bit on the sour side. Yeah. Uh, which means I did do 28C, but I'm not going to use this cup to judge my dialing in because mm -hmm. the next one will be more appropriate. Yeah. It's going to change again. Because Would it be more acidic or a little bit more like? I don't know. It's just going to be a better cup, and then I'm going to judge on that because the machine is. 100% with the first cup. That's why I don't even bother with the first cup. But it is, if you just want espresso, it's still good enough to drink. It's still nice. Yeah. And in fact, you put a little bit of sugar in there. Here. Not a sugar person. Oh, you're not? Yeah. Okay. Not. I used to love the sugar. So in terms of your, I guess, coffee's clearly an obsession and bikes are clearly, but in terms everything of- Everything I do, everything I'm into is an obsession. Like when I was into photography, I would just like think about photography like day and night. Yeah. Like just nonstop. Like, but getting back into it, like you're, you're essentially going back into that. Wait, you know what? Let me take a piss. Yeah. Take a hiatus for a little bit, take a piss. It's beginning to look a lot like Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's 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 hilarious because it's oh, like yeah, sure. it's Christmas Eve for two non-Christian uh, weirdos, I guess. Yeah. Uh, agnostic, technically agnostic, but for me, um, but it, raised, yeah, raised Muslim. Yeah. But um, basically, I just try to get through the day and the, f the next few days uh, leading up to the holidays with as little as the word Christmas <laughs> like was, being used possibly and if someone like if I do deliver it and they're like okay yeah great have a nice day I'm like oh Merry Christmas like ugh, like the inside of me shudders <laughs> and like the outside I'm like, I'm like oh, you know what I want you to have a wonderful Christmas yeah. but I I'll, but instead I'll just say happy holidays yeah. because that's what I want to hear I want to hear happy holidays I don't want to hear Merry Christmas that just makes me like shit like fuck I'm like I'm a little Jew boy like <laughs> Jesus was a mixed up like Jewish, yeah. he was Joseph, Joseph the Jew, yeah. and then he did his own thing, and then he died, and guess what? Nothing happened. It was like <laughs> uh, two hundred years later How that Christianity you, was born because a bunch of people were from like, power. "I like this guy's message. Let's like, yeah, let, let's take this guy's message and make money and, and it's, it's hipsters. It was, it, was, it was old school hipsters. And it was Roman people hipsters. from it. Yeah, it was done for power. All the money, <laughs> all the money went to the church. Oh yeah, the church was the church." Was the wealthiest for centuries. Oh, the Vatican it still but, is, and and still is. Yeah, like that's what it. Chris, for me, for this little Jew boy, I might be biased. I don't know. Oh no, um, I, I look, look. I'm just kidding. I am. No, biased. but the thing, no. But I'm saying, like, but the religion and what, like, oh, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Let's just let's just take the this the the, the book the Jews wrote and change a bunch of stuff. Let's make it easier <laughs> so people can 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 get into it a lot easier because the ultra the ultra has six hundred laws. Nobody's gonna do that bullshit. Yeah. Right. So let's make this shit a lot easier. Let's make people like feel guilty about themselves so they give us all their like money and yeah. and power and that's like to me christianity was like an option i like how this conversation de devolved into religion <laughs> but it's also hilarious but it's also like not like to people that are listening it's more of it's it's the observations of religion i think of religions to a certain degree are beneficial in one way but also um absurd in the other way right where the way it works in terms of Christianity, it's like they've 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 taken pagan things from the people that they were you know trying to control, like pagan holidays and pagan things after yeah. Christmas is you know. Uh, there's things like Saturn, was it Saturnalia, what the fuck it's called, or uh, all this other shit, Nordic shit, all this other shit, yeah, other pagan shit, and then they just basically mashed that shit together and said, hey, you know what, we're progressive, you know, we'll integrate your shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah, then yeah. later on, as generations are like, yeah, the goal was not to really do this, just to control you. It's like bring it all together, you know? Yeah, seriously. No, we're making more, more, making more espresso. The first little bit I do is called fusion, and I'm just at very low water pressure, so I don't mess up the pot. I'm just wetting it mm -hmm. so that when I do start the pressurized uh, espresso part of it, oh shit! I, see, you overdid it. 
It's, it's at 29.6 grams, so I, I can't judge this now because it's I'll still drink it. It's going to taste, you can drink it. Dude, by the time I'll, I'll, I'll probably have a heart attack or some, some you know, my heart's going to be racing because it's fast. straight two shots. So what is that, two shots and then another two shots? Well, normally I could like figure, dial, all of these are fine to drink, but I'm just, I, these are new beans, so they're not dialed in. If this was dialed in, then any one of these would be like, well, whatever, I, like, I don't have to figure shit out. Yeah. Like I know, I know uh, how many grams and what grind size makes uh, the best coffee for these beans. Yeah. But because these are new beans, I don't know that yet. Uh, every bean has a different grind size and yield, like ratio, 2.1, 2.2, or like whatever, like 30, 28 grams, to uh, not to get the optimum flavor. Yeah. And you just gotta figure that in, figure that out. And that process is called dialing in. So that's why, all these are good to drink, but, uh, but I still haven't dialed it in. That's why I'm doing it. So I, I know that I think I'm close at 28 grams, but I just uh, poured a 29.6 gram. Delicious. So, <laughs> so I can't do much. You can drink that, but I'm not going to be able to dial in from that. All right, then hand it over then. This is the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. Oh, this one's creamy. Is it me or is this one more creamy? Or, what, or is it the more? Yeah, oh. it is creamy. Also, I, I mix them. Ah. Because um, I, learned, uh, I learned from a coffee guru that actually the crema looks nice and feels nice, but actually doesn't taste great. Uh, the, the flavor. Foam, the foam on top? Or right. the bubble Everyone over Everyone talks about the crema because, yeah, because it's yeah. nice bubbly foam, you know, um, ar aromatic. But it actually doesn't taste great. All the flavor. Yeah, it doesn't. God damn. All the flavors at the bottom of the cup is all the flavors the first like is the first uh five the first five grams you poured out is at the bottom of the cup so you yeah. need to stir it so any like if you ever go to get a little espresso ask to stir it just a light stir because you want the stuff at the bottom of the cup that's that's where all the good stuff is have you drank enough coffee to make your heart race yeah i have well that's how i get like little palpations and pulp pulp whatever the word is in my head mm -hmm. and um how much did it take to get to that though? Um, you know, maybe was it like espresso three, or just four, three or four, three or four doubles. Of, oh, then fuck that! I'm on my second then, so I just gotta pace myself and drink more water. Yeah, uh, we're all different. I'm already a light. Oh, because you're I'm also, a light guy. I'm all, your metabolism's I'm, a, a, a yeah, lot I'm, more. Yeah, I'm already like a nervous person. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not a nervous person, but it's there. Like I can tap my. I have a sensitive nervous system. I can tap that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, look at this, man. My puck stuck to the fucking thing. Oh, it's not falling down. Yeah, that's annoying. That's not a bad thing, but like I don't know why. How do you get it off? Uh, I gotta fucking catch it and catch it. Just well, get the water to push it up. Oh, yeah, the pressure. Push it up. It's a beautiful puck. So no, I'm they not all look like brownies. Honestly, if you yeah. trick somebody, it'll look like let yeah. it dry out for a bit. Yeah, it looks like a brownie. <laughs> yeah, it really looks like a beautiful, beautiful brownie. So it's essentially becoming a, like me and you making well, you making espresso. That's essentially what it is. What? What's this conversation. Oh yeah, this conversation. No, but yeah. So essentially. You getting back into photography, that's how this whole thing started. But looking at the current industry oh. and how the world is. Yeah. How's that one? Oh, it's, a, it's a not as uh, acidic as the other one. Right. You know why? Because it's longer. Mm. So it's drawn out. So if it's shorter, it's a thicker body, more acidic. And if it's longer, it's... Uh... Like there's acidity at the back of the like the back yeah. of the tongue. Yeah. But in the, the first uh, oh, is double shot... Oh, the back of the tongue? Yeah. So like on the front, it's like uh, tastes like coffee, coffee. And then this one's like more like acidic at the back. Compared to the first uh, one was more acidic all around. Just all around. This one's a, a, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. So how would you get back into it in this current world now? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm approach at the point. Like, what would you want to do though? I'm not. I'm not picky. Anything related to photography, just to get my feet wet again. Mm -hmm. So and like, like fuck. I'll work at a camera shop. I don't even care. Like, well, downtown camera is huge now. They took over Henry's. <laughs> That's Henry's, right. Henry's is weird now. What happened Henry's to Henry's? Henry's is gone. It's gone. Even though Henry's is like, it still exists like as a company, 
Henry's. Did they just go online? What happened to Henry's? Uh, they, they, it's just weird because they had that huge shop on Queen and, um, uh, no, no, Queen and um, Church. Right? Church. Beside, uh, behind the McDonald's. Like, yeah. if they took over literally that whole chunk. And then downtown camera was uh, on, like, closer to Victoria. But it was a small place. It's yeah. Like right? is winning the war. Yeah, they're winning the war. And then all of a sudden, boom, they disappeared. And downtown camera was like, oh, oh yeah. the tortoise won at the end of the day. Yeah, right? big time. And then they have this giant store that I that I took my nephew to. Oh, so. <laughs> no, he's, a, he's just a cat, man. And it's what you taught him. But yeah, so I took my yeah. I took my nephew to that uh, to that new um, downtown camera former Henry's. It's beautiful. Now they can display all their like youth shit that I used to admire. Right. Oh yeah, they did. They fixed it up a little bit. Yeah. So like, so it's like, wait, Henry's was the shit. Yeah. And now that Henry's is gone, downtown has the space to to show to sh- to show everyone that actually they were the real they shit. They were the real shit the yeah. whole time. Yeah. I always bought from downtown camera. Me too. Rather than Henry's. Henry's, yeah, better service, cheaper, cheaper, and more. They're more chill. They're always more chill because I became friends. I even bought a camera. My last camera that I bought, which was an A7 III. Yeah. Uh, I bought from hilarious. I didn't know it was him. It was a guy that I bought. He was a clerk. Um, I still have him on my phone. Basically, I bought uh, um, a Sony lens, like a Sigma Sony lens, uh, a 16 mil 1.4. Beautiful fucking lens. Oh, my God. Wow, 1.4 Sigma But it was meant for a a crop sensor, right? Yeah, this is the last one I'm drinking. But but yeah, so it's a 16 mil, but it's meant for a crop body. But on a full frame body, it becomes a 24. Right? Right. Still beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Yeah, 2.4 is... So I bought it from that guy. He was the clerk that sold it to me with my nephew there that day. I drove him there. And then I bought a used um, A7, mint condition used A7 III. And I didn't know it was the same guy selling it privately. Oh. And I'm like, oh shit, it's you. And I was like, yeah, I saw you last week. Yeah, I bought that lens. Oh shit. Uh, It was dope, right? And then since it was that, he was he gave me like he gave me a good deal for it. Oh, that's nice. And I, I think I think what was it? Um, at the time, one of my bank accounts like was it was like an older bank account that had a limit of like two G's per like uh, takeout, right? Yeah. Per day. And then he's like, "Don't worry, just like eat transfer me the rest, right?" And I was like, "Dude, you're dope." You oh, know, because he knows physically who I am because he can if, if anything happened, he can go back to the store records and find you know. Yeah. Find me. And I was not worried; it's not gonna fucking scam anybody, you know. But yeah, um, of course. But yeah, it's still the trust was there and mint condition fucking camera dude because he gets his shit from his from the store anyway so that's amazing when, yeah. when did that happen uh, early in the pandemic actually was, before things went to shit basically she was giving me this fucking bitch look <laughs> nah man he's he's, he's you you trained him to like you like you he's your he's essentially your child man yes he is yeah and it's Christmas he's supposed to become lethargic and fat and eat you know like yes. your typical you know yes uh, okay. Christmas Eve dinner I don't know whatever how people do yeah it's uh, fucking glutton up supposed to fat him fat my dad was my dad would always say when I was a kid you trying to fatten me up for slaughter that's <laughs> dead. Yeah, man. But yeah, so coming back to cameras, um, it's things are changing, man. In terms yeah. of everything's ac- accessible. So that's downtown. So Henry's uh, just went kaput. This, anyways. Well, that's They're downtown. Gone. So yeah, well, down downtown's hiring. I can do that anywhere. I'm not being picky. Like uh, any any small opportunity may may lead to a better opportunity. Yeah. May lead to another opportunity. So I'm very open. But um, I just haven't been. Um, I, I, I think my resume is ready. I haven't even fucking sent out my resume. So I say get the fuck out of here. Like I tell everyone to do. Yeah. Essentially, my, my thing is like my solution is still over. Point six over, but this is closer. And obviously, I'm not gonna make another package. Just that's 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 beautiful. That's yours. I can't drink three now. No, I don't let you. Yeah, it's not like uh, the like I don't remember if you remember that show Futurama, Oops. where that main character Fry drank shit ton of coffee was jittering all the time to the point where he became faster than the speed of like faster than sound oh and he was like Ugh. and then he drank the final coffee Boom. 99 cups or that was 90 he's at 99 he's jittering once he hit 100 cups of coffee in a row yeah he became this godlike figure that was like like basically quicksilver from x-men basically Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just have to taste the free, free fruity flavors. Stuff. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Like uh, last one I had had mango and something else flavors. 
from from the bean itself in terms of what it tasted like? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like no, you wouldn't be like, oh, I taste mango. It'd be like, it's like it saying, reminds you of the. Hint. It's like saying, oh, are you? It's like it's like wine tasting. Yeah. Oh, in this wine, I taste tobacco and and. But there's no tobacco. And apricot. There's yeah. no fucking apricot in yeah. the wine. But if you develop your palate, you can sense these. Oh, so in 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 a certain sense of um, there's certain tastes or smells that are similar but not exactly similar but they're they're you yeah uh yeah uh no there's it's a parallel to wine tasting where you have notes notes of other foods mm-hmm. within the espresso mm. for example um kenyan ethiopian coffee is uh famously fruity mm-hmm. um Papua New Guinea, sorry, Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea, yeah. Papua New Guinea coffee is earthy. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's like, it's like Brazilian coffee is nutty. Cuban, uh, Mexican coffees are very nutty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like soil, basically. It's like every other thing. It's like the type of weed or type of thing. Yeah. It's how it's grown, where it's grown, the soil, what minerals or whatever it absorbs. All these other. It's soil and altitude. Coffee, yeah. it's the altitude that affects it. Even to the roast, like if I had a look at a bean yeah. and I see that they'll say it on it. Yeah. These, this, this, these coffee things, uh, coffee things. <laughs> the, the things were grown at an altitude of eighteen hundred meters. It'd be like, oh, yeah. like the average altitude for coffee growing is fifteen hundred meters. So if it's at eight, if it's higher than that, then that's fine. It yeah. might be better quality coffee, but also it's going to be a denser bean and harder to uh, get all the flavors out. Uh-huh. I know that I'm actually going to raise. I'm going to brew it differently. I'm going to raise the temperature, so uh, oh, so you can break it down a lot. So better. I can break it down easier. If it's a lower altitude, I'm going to have a lower temperature because it's easier to break down. Mm. So that affects it as well. Also, the roast, the darker roast, it's easier to break down. Lighter roasts are harder to break down. So that's another fact. So those are fifteen hundred meters or feet. Meters. Oh, even higher. Okay. Yeah. What's the thing about what's the Ethiopia and then Kenya? Well, there are two neighbors basically. One is to the, to to the, the west of me, and the other one's Ethiopia is to the west of me, so it's north. It, originally, coffee comes from Ethiopia. Yeah, Ethiopia. Yeah, the yeah. highlands. Yeah. Uh, Ethiopia is full of mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Ethiopia is all mountains. Like, so no, it's not all mountains, but um, it's it's a lot of it. highland. Half it's of it above is. sea level. A lot of it is above a sea level. A lot of it is sea level. Like where I was born is above sea level. Mountainous, like. Um, I looked on a map. Like half of it is fucking like two thousand yeah. meters. Yeah. So it, it, like, was it? So like you meters? said, it's highlands, not necessarily mountains. It's just highlands. Well, there is mountains in like uh, yeah. on the west yeah. side, but it's like the way the way it is. Is like mm. um, too sour. So now I can oh, but yeah. See, this was over. This was like 0. 0.6 over 28. So normally when it goes over, it's a little like overdone. It's burnt or it's like it loses body. It's thin. It becomes watery because it's more. Mm. But here, I don't really get that. I st- it's still sour. So that tells me this yield needs to be pushed. It's too small. The yield's too small. When it's a, a short, it's uh, the acidity goes up and the body becomes more thick. So mm. uh, I was trying 28 grams. And here, I'm, uh, this is the dialing in process. I'm going to fucking next time, not tonight, but my next brew, I'm going to go for 29 grams. I want to keep the grind size because I think it's coming out. The flow was good enough. Was the, the flow rate was, you know, not too fast, not too slow. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I'm going to try 29 grams uh, next time. So I got something out of this process. Uh, I did dial in a little closer. Yeah. There you go. The way I, the way I look at it is, um, coffee came from that region, especially that that. Yeah, that essentially that region, uh, highlands and stuff like that, and then it got distributed throughout the world, and then people started growing just like other plants. Yeah, have, have, started, a brownie, have a brownie. It looks like a brownie, honestly. You would trick somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where's the other one? Yeah. So, for example, the notes in the last beans I had were mango, vanilla, wafer, and creamy. So, just like wine, you can have like different notes. Oh, this is the bag for that one. For the last one. Oh, this, this one. Oh, so this is the previous one, not this one. So this is Mexican, yeah. uh, basically yeah. grown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh, it's from the state of or the state or region of Chiapas. Yeah, it gives you all the info. Yeah, uh, oh, pretty good. Yeah. No, it's it's that's that's a whole thing now for me. Like I think I was saying earlier, in terms of getting into growing things, and that's the recipe. So I write down the oh, recipe. So, you, that's so next called. time you buy it, yeah, that's that's your. I'm gonna go. I might have to change one or two things because throughout the day the humidity can actually can change the process. Ah. But it's gonna be around here. Or it might be or I might be lucky and it might be the exact same. But you write it down once you dial it in. That's your recipe. Yeah. So I got it. My dose is 14 grams. Uh, temperature is 104 degrees. Uh, this was a big. This was this is like a 2.5. Look, I got 35 grams coming out of 14. That's like 2.5 times 14. So 35 grams out. Mm-hmm. It's my yield. And oh, the grind size on my machine is 4G. Mm-hmm. Like it can be different on any machine. Yeah. That my machine, you know. And then that's it. And then the time was around 24 seconds. Mm. So there it is. Sorry, enough coffee. <laughs> no, it's a good conversation because, like I said, for me, it, like that level of of quality or detail or obsession, it is essentially obsession because you want to make something and you want to replicate it or work on it. It's a, it's a problem solving aspect that you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not obsession. It's just a it's a field. Like if you want to be a good baker, you need to nail down the numbers and the precision. Not everybody's like really... that though. Remember, not everybody's as technical, but they're still good bakers. Some people are more eyeball and feel rather than. You can't eyeball baking though. Some things you can't. You can eyeball cooking. Cooking's forgiving. Yeah, you're baking's right. not forgiving. Yeah, baking's not forgiving. That, that's what I'm using. That is. It's example. more of a chemical process. Of, uh, yeah. There's no, there's, there's no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, baking has to be for the. You, you can't fuck up in baking. You can't. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so so some things are not like the others, <laughs> yeah, um, wanna... <laughs> and it's like like if you want to be a lawyer, you can't fuck up a lawyer. You need to be like you need to you know need, like you, you know need the... to know your thousands of different laws and yeah. shit. Like you can't like generalize. You can't use your gut feel. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, there's other things that there's other things that make you a good lawyer. But the basics are like you need to know this. Like it's well, all details. Whole, it's yeah, all laws. Yeah, yeah. Though like the bar is just basically retaining you know? knowledge and, and laws and. And you just have to learn all that shit. So it's the same. As like this coffee shit, like I'm not obsessive about it. I want, I just want, I just want to make good coffee. If I make shitty coffee, that's fine. I enjoy drinking uh, shitty coffee outside. Yeah. It's like it's, it's sometimes shitty coffee is bad. Sometimes shitty coffee is great. Like I love my fucking cheap, uh, watery uh, drip coffee from like an all-day breakfast place. Like you know, yeah. you get it well, all different. So, so essentially, you're just saying you're you're not a, a stickler in a certain sense. You're more forgiving, depending on the situation. But in your own home or your own thing since you have the ability to make good or great coffee yeah you rather do that that's that's my goal yeah that's my goal it's like you're gonna eat something you might as well do the best you can if you can do it if any it's like it's like anybody and you if someone is gonna like uh, likes music and they buy like a fucking producing program and they start fooling around with beats and stuff Mm -hmm. well obviously their goal is gonna make the best beat they can they're not gonna aim to make a mediocre beat they're gonna aim to make the best beat so you know i just uh, matters how determined you are. But my thing is like wondering in terms of how, I guess, you know how like some people are like give up on certain things after a while? Mm-hmm. For you, since this is an everyday thing, since it's, 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 you don't need coffee to survive, to live, but since you like coffee and it's put, become part of your life, this, I guess, what is it? This passion to continue on finding the best you know grind or the best you know espresso or the best yeah you know what keeps that going though yeah that's in my head it's just a goal it's just a fucking it's a little light it's a little light in my head yeah and i can see it so that's why i need to get to it and that's why i'm determined mm-hmm. to get to it because i know it's there yeah I know I can, I've tasted a damn ass good coffee. I'm like, oh, so I, I know what that tastes like. Yeah. And, so you're and trying to replicate, are you trying to replicate that great I'm taste? Just, or are you trying to say, I can make that, but even better if I tried? No, I don't think I can make it better with this machine, but so uh, I can just get to it. You know? So at this point, you know the limitations of this machine. To an extent. I mean, I can only imagine if I had one of those, if I, in like any normal cafe that have a big machine. The giant ass things, yeah. That's a ten, thirty thousand dollar machine. <laughs> so like, 
Yeah, if I had that machine, I'm sure I'd, I I could potentially make you know greater coffee. But um, I'm not complaining about this machine. I don't. No, that's I, fucking more than anybody would ever have in our yeah, house. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so and plus, if I can make if this machine is very capable. Yeah, it might take more effort and hard work. That's but, all. But so, does that excite you? At least um, from my perspective, certain things like that, where there's a limit to it, but if you tweak it enough. There's an excitement to it. For, for sure. It's like training wheels. Like yeah. like on a bike, uh, you train with heavier wheels, it's going to make you a stronger cyclist. So if I'm learning with a machine that's more difficult to use or more nuanced or whatever, yeah. then maybe I'll learn more, become a better fucking home barista. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but if you just because I, I dude, don't you could have just made a honestly the way my mind like like my mind is thinking about other things like tangents. It's more you could have made a killing. <laughs> you could have just made Isaac's coffee, <laughs> and then people would text you and like they would pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I you know honestly you could just fucking open like you could just like like an Uber. I don't know something. You know what I, mean? I don't know man. Like I've always been exposed to food. Like I was cooking yeah. as a young kid and stuff. So I've always had like uh, a palate. Uh, to taste a bunch of different things I don't want to say I'm special because I have a palate everyone has a palate yeah. but it's just something that I've been really aware of and I've fucking uh, you know no, practiced I, for a long time yeah. so I mean coffee is just an extension to that I guess because I spend a lot of time in the kitchen and like to cook anyways no look out of all the people that I say who's a, that I know personally aside from like I, I do you cook amazing food and I think I've documented that multiple times and I've told multiple people you have to eat Isaac's food so that <laughs> is that is that is not a shock at least to me about um coffee or like your pasta or any of that other other um I like I said I'm still calling it obsessions because it's good obsessions because yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. beneficial obsessions making good food is fucking amazing because then you can do it for yourself or the people yeah. that are in your life Right. This is a, a Vietnamese steak I made yesterday. Look at that. With egg? With an omelet? Yeah, a little omelet on top. Yeah. See? No, those having those like those those are I can't say there's there's those are worthwhile and very beneficial obsessions. You know what I mean? Cooking and yeah, those are healthy. Things. Those are yeah, healthy obsessions. Yeah, because then it gives you—you you don't get bored. Like you know what you say. You don't have all, you know, like the way. I guess it's also because my mind always goes to the way I'm raised, right? And big family and and learning to make the most dope ass shit from leftovers like scraps yeah. of different things so oh, yeah. you, your mind works in a different way where you're like I have this but then I have this and you have to know your palate of tastes textures yeah. how to cook this that's gonna melt and grow gross yeah. and like, like, you have to MacGyver everything I always use the word MacGyver yeah. from the Simpsons and obviously previous to show MacGyver but you gotta, yeah, you gotta like have an idea of what's gonna be weird together because you're put in a position to use stuff that you did not choose to use. Yeah. These are leftovers. These are, so yeah. it's different than cooking from scratch. Like, no, these are my only choices. Yes. How am I gonna make this shit work or yes. not work? Or yeah. so you yeah. start off as a kid. You start off with ketchup sandwiches. Like you start off basic. Like, oh, there's a condiment. What's that? Ketchup, ketchup sandwich? sandwiches. Yeah. Like in the beginning, and then you're like, how can I bump up this ketchup sandwich to become a grilled ketchup sliced cheese malaise of beautiful shit you know what i mean you yeah. add like little things here you add like maybe there's like a shit of like um green onions that was like about to go bad and you're like what if i added this yeah you know it's hard to work with ketchup because anything ketchup just takes over anything. it takes over anything. it's, so it's, this it's is very what I'm strong say. it's literally made out of like only salt and only sugar yeah yeah <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. ketchup is so like <laughs> yeah. that's just basically gonna overpower anything that, yeah but that balance you can't, it's, it, it's, plus it's the done. stain plus the staining power yeah. plus the stain of tomato yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's kind of funny but yeah um, it's, but it's 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 that I guess everything I do at least from my perspective everything yeah. I do is, is is essentially I am either stuck with this or this is what I have what can I do with what I have and make the best of what the fuck I have yeah, yeah. and that excites me on another level it's like Having those limitations? Limitations are good. Or it's like... Um, or what's it, what excites you? Having that challenge or what? Challenges. Right. Like if you... I guess once you have a challenge... It, but it could be detrimental depending on what aspect of your life you're applying that to though. Right. You know what I mean? If you get bored easily. I don't get bored easily but at the same time... 
some people on that level to the extreme can get bored of everyday life. Maybe they'll take you down. Challenge. They'll take you down. You <laughs> it's a I mean? rabbit hole. It is a rabbit hole to a certain degree. But luckily, <laughs> I'm grateful that I, I learned yeah. not to go down that rabbit hole. Well, yeah, same with me, right? Like, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to get obsessed. I'm not going to like, like... Like, this is why I dial in, I'll dial in, I get new beans, I'm not gonna dial in in one day. Mm -hmm. That might require seven double espressos. I'm not gonna spend an hour making seven doubles, tasting them, I'm gonna go berserk. You're gonna have a heart attack. Um, Yeah, so like, I'm like, no, 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 chill out. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, I'll I'll try 29 grams tomorrow. Yes. And I'm gonna like, leave it at three cups. Yes, (laughs) it's knowing when to to, to push back and say, I'll come back tomorrow, I'll do this tomorrow it doesn't have to be today yeah or like you know this yesterday morning i'm going to work i'm like you know what i only have time to make one cup Mm -hmm. it might be a shitty one but who cares i'm out of here fuck that (laughs) yeah you know so it's that it's that it's that uh restraint that you have but back to ketchup you know what's funny uh when i would go visit my uh, French family in France mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes for a lazy like random uh, family lunch uh, maybe they'd make some a salad and some pasta whatever mm-hmm. and then I was shocked because they would have a bowl of like yeah, yeah. Uh, they would have a bowl of a pasta a fresh pasta but plain nothing in there just like boom yeah pasta in a pot in a bowl here's a giant bowl just spoon yourself some pasta i'm like okay and then they're like here the french th- i don't know if it's a french thing to do but like in that area oh it's my friend as well it's about no it's tivo oh, is He's trying to get out the window. He's trying to get the fucking out the window. Oh, he almost opened it. Jesus fuck. He's strong. Yeah. He open like that's just, like I need two hands to open that window, and he uses he can open one of them. He's even opened the yeah, second window. Open. Oh. The second window's too far. He can he has leverage over the first one because yeah, he's yeah. close to the first window. But yeah, no, he's impressively strong. So uh, so I have so Plain back pasta. to my. Huh? Plain pasta. Plain pasta. I'm like, okay, I'm in France. You guys are like, you know, you guys know food. It's your culture. Mm -hmm. What are we doing with this plain pasta? They would hand me a thing of ketchup Mm. and a thing of mayo. Ah. And you'd put one spoon, uh, equal parts, mayo and ketchup, Ketchup. splat it on your fucking bowl of plain pasta, Mm -hmm. maybe a little salt and pepper, Mm -hmm. mix it up. Just like that. Yeah. And eat it. Yeah. And like, this is gross, but no, you take a bite and it's really good. The second and third bite, this is amazing. I had it, I actually just had it like two weeks ago. Just like, <laughs> like I had nothing else. I'm like, what the fuck? I like, you know, and I just last minute and I did it. Ketchup and mayo on a bowl of plain pasta. Yeah, it works. It's really yummy. It's like people that used to, I used to do the ketchup in uh, mayo for um, for fries or stuff like that. People were like, ew, mayo on fries. Oh, I'm like, right, 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 I'm right, right. like, eat like this yeah. and try it. No, try it. Yeah, the, the balance thing. of like fat and like that, that little bit like mayo is a weird flavor but not weird in the bad sense yeah it's weird in an interest like interesting it's weird it's neutral oil it's yeah. oil with no flavor yeah and it's egg yeah but like it's two percent egg because it's mostly oil which yeah. is fluffed up mm-hmm. and it, i mean it's not oil it's like chemically it's not oil anymore it's been mixed it's, it's been souffléed like a, you yeah know, whatever. It, it, but it has it's a lot of fat that's essentially a lot of uh yeah. oil oil and protein all protein too yeah so whatever fucking taste that is is uh that's my 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 phone my phone's a taste all right well if you still want to go out yeah, i we'll need go. to get ready yeah go for it man but let's finish this but yeah uh oops yeah yeah coffee um induced conversation Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, anyways, uh, what are you talking about? Um, ketchup. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But yeah, cooking. Yeah. And then you were talking about... Cooking, photography, and getting back into art. But yeah, in this transition of the world. Like I said, my, my suggestion to a lot of people, it, it's, not, it's not always going to work. Um, but Just get out of Toronto. Get out of Toronto. Well, I always feel like Toronto's kind of city is like you can be successful in it if you're successful in other cities. I don't know. Maybe the way I view just... it is, is, is you can be, but... Um, 
I view that everything in this world is perspective. And if you grew up here, yeah, and you have good connections, you're you know all those things you can. Become. That's what's holding me. That's what's keeping me here in Toronto. Because it's I'm one of here. I'm the one of the, I'm one of everyone like fifty percent of Torontonians were not born in Toronto. I'm one of the few that that was born in Toronto. I'm a grew up. I'm yeah. a Torontonian. I lived here all my life, and yeah. yeah. So I know a ton of people here from high school, yeah, yeah. from university, from all my jobs. I wasn't born here, but I basically came when I was a baby. Like yeah, a well, that's so this, the same. Yeah. yeah, so it's my home. Whenever yeah. I think of home, it technically is Toronto. So you keep coming back I even if you don't want to. There you go. So <laughs> can't escape it. I can't it. escape it. But my, <laughs> guess what? Even when the world, world goes to shit, as it did to a certain degree. My, yeah. guess what? Toronto's inside of you. It's been inside of me, and, and I've been inside <laughs> of Toronto. <laughs> but um, no, it, it, the way I come, uh, like finishing this whole thing up. Yeah. It's a perspective. I think if you come at Toronto with a new set of eyes and this was not your home I think you'll see things that we who grew up here don't see True. and vice versa we go to another place that people hate True. and it's like oh no you guys don't see that and it's like yeah I've seen it for years I'm like it's perspective I think the world works on perspective that's an interesting point thing. and like in my experience I'm lucky enough to travel but that's when I was younger mm-hmm. with my parents as an adult I've traveled a bit not mm-hmm. much and I've only worked in Toronto so maybe it would benefit me mm-hmm. to work or live as an adult yeah. someplace uh, outside, outside of uh, Toronto but anyways uh, back to photography so photography is weird eh? getting back into it yeah at this, uh, I'm not saying you can't or anything like that that's not what I'm saying and also like the medium is like everyone everyone can pick up a, a fancy camera and yes. shoot their own shit yeah you don't even need a camera the phones themselves granted there's still the issue of of optics on cell phones you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah yeah but for video the optics work perfectly for uh for a cell phone and stuff like that but I still think uh lenses still work better for photography yeah and of course cin- and a cin- that's never gonna go away yeah that won't go away till this day people are still making cinema lenses or renting old ass cinema lenses to put on new bodies Right? Yeah, really, still, right? Till this day, they still. That's I still amazing. Do. Yeah, you already know me. I have like a bunch of old seventies lenses. I still use those. That's right? so cool. It's a so, testament to how quality the, the, the people that made those, the, oh, the, the engineers that they made them, cared. and they they were those, those brains, those smarts. Um, you know, were at a really high level. They were because they were honed in for for most of their life, most of their adult life, right? Yeah. Whereas now, the way I view it is that they rush people. People so much that you have FOMO without really like as an individual you won't have FOMO but you're pushed by society to like dish out shit quicker than than normal right and the problem because you can't hone things like right now you're making your coffee and you incrementally did that years ago right. that was normal like you incrementally become this guy right, who's, right, a, right, who's right. A, a sommelier or a fucking artisan of whatever the fuck it is now it's like uh, I, have to, I have to do this every year new model oh every year new model sales yeah. profits yeah you make it so it doesn't last you make it yeah yeah so that Whereas, scares a lot of people and even art I feel it's clearly creeped into art and all those things where instant gratification instant thing instant that oh, so you can't be it's weird it's scary it is scary and, and for people like us that have a mixture of two mindsets of like the new shit plus the old artists and people that we used to look at yeah that is these are the like I used to love like the Abaddon's or the yeah on like the um, that's photography side or whatever that yeah. you know took the time to make shit yeah. beautiful shit simple shit but still yeah uh, or timeless you know, timeless shit that had like emotion and you can look at it till today and still like oh that's fucking beautiful whereas now everything's fleeting everything stays everything do you think yeah it's almost as if products that are designed in a timeless fashion are uh you know more rare today i think so yeah it doesn't mean that they can't be made yeah it just means that it it takes a person who has the financial stability time and environment to create it and a lot of people a lot of people don't have the financial stability and the good environment not to worry about things because back in the days to be a good artist honestly it doesn't mean you always have to be wealthy but you at least have to have some time to cultivate what you're doing mm-hmm. you know what I mean whereas now you're like I said you're being pushed quicker than ever 
Yeah. And that's a fucked up thing. And let's end it there. This is, what is it, Christmas Eve for Festivus Celebration is a Festivus episode. And episode number uh, 1422. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks, Ryan, for the conversation. All right. People, I don't think we'll know who you are, so. You uh, are. I'm Isaac. Isaac Zelenka. The cyclist slash multi- multitude of different titles. Cyclist, barista, cook, photographer. Philosopher, connoisseur of all things delicious and beautiful. Yeah. All right, people. Peace out. Later.